Michael Wiest is a social media entrepreneur, a producer with vast experience in the recording and documentary world. He represents influencers who have a combined total of more than 400 million followers. He also worked with Danielle Cohn for some period of time, and Michael is kind enough to join us to give us his insights into this very vexing issue of children online and who's exploiting them and are there are they getting their due and are they properly protected and, and really what's going on in this this fast moving world michael joins us from nashville michael thanks very much how are you i'm great thanks for having me chris so let's go back to the beginning i have so much to ask you but how did you first cross paths with danielle cohen so i met danielle years ago um probably four or five years ago uh just we've worked together through various events i cannot remember where whether it was playlist or you know some social media event i'm sure but um recently started working with her after an event in miami that i invited her to um and then she invited me back to her house in florida and kind of went from there and what were you told about her? What did she say to you? What did you think you could do for her? It, it, what did you know about her, basically? Uh, I mean, I, I had met her, knew she was sweet. I had always uh, heard things about, you know, her mother and their relationship. Um, I was pretty good friends with her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now, Mikey, and he was the one who actually invited me to their Florida house. Um, so I had knew that she was in the space. She'd been in this space since she was young and arguably a very long time because, you know, she's been around for a while. Um, and at the beginning, there was like no strings attached kind of thing. Mikey just invited me to the Florida house and we just kind of started going from there. Um, and then it eventually, can you help me with this? Or, or Jen would say something to kind of make me feel a certain way, if you will, so that I would uh, in return... And by Jen, Jen, you're talking about Jennifer Archambeau, uh, Danielle's, Danielle's mother. mother. Yeah. Um, so it, it just kind of started as a, a friendship and they were just inviting me there to hang out. And then it became, uh, oh, I, I got my, I think the very first request that they asked of me was her Twitter was suspended. And she was like, can you get my Twitter account back? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So, so I do that. And then eventually it just became, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I was like, okay, well, I guess we're kind of working together now. Um, and the rest is kind of history. But, uh, you know, I had wanted to originally film a documentary with her and I had approached a couple contacts of mine and pitched the idea. Um, we had actually shot the trailer um, and then it definitely escalated from there and, and things changed over time. Um, what happened yeah. when you were shooting the documentary? What did you learn about Danielle, about her mother, Jen? Uh, I learned a lot. I had always been like, acquaintances with with their family um but i had never stayed with them like that for an extended period of time and you know you hear a lot of things on the internet i don't necessarily believe everything that i read so um i just walked into it with a fresh mind and i was instantly i, I don't know kind of taken aback jen would come into my room at their florida house and like sit on the floor crying say everyone hates me uh this girl, Virginia is trying to ruin my life. This person's trying to ruin my life. Why does everyone hate us? All of these like crazy stories about these awful people. Um, and now I like, I almost sympathize with them because it all makes sense. All the pieces kind of fell in and the red flags that I had 
kind of put up at first when I was like, wonder why would they say that? That doesn't make any sense. You know, we're validated. What do you think is Danielle Cohen's popularity? What is her value as a social media influencer? Why do so many people care about what this child does? I think that's an interesting question, uh, which speaks to like the nature of social media. What is the value of social media outside of vanity? Um, but, you know, Danielle rise to popularity through TikTok, which she, I think that's her largest platform with like 19 million. Um, she sings and does some music. Um, I think out of almost a requirement, if you will, um, or like necessity that she, she's got to branch out before time's up kind of thing, which a lot of influencers can face. Um, but the question of, of what value does she have is a question of what value does social media have for anyone, I suppose. Did you actually act as her manager and what were you able to do for her? Yeah, I, I would say uh, to a certain extent, yes. I had every intention of like signing Danielle to an exclusive two-year agreement. Um, and was under the impression she was not working with anyone and was open and capable of providing services, if you will, under that agreement. Um, so as such, I began to just kind of be that person that was already being asked to do all of these things, but just kind of embraced it and was like, you know what, it's, maybe it's for the best. I can help this family, um, et cetera. Uh, while working with Danielle, we ended up doing um, a couple of different projects. Um, so we, I think we put out two music videos, which went out everywhere. I helped reproduce the song because she didn't like it the first time. I connected her with writers. I connected her with producers, music video directors. Um, I called a contact of mine from Ridley Scott Creative Group to help call in a director, shoot her music video, really kind of elevate it beyond what her capabilities were. Um, I built her website. I got her Twitter accounts, anything and everything that they needed. Uh, I was shot the, recently the Ford Bronco campaign. She was supposed to star in that for whatever reason. She didn't actually be a part of that. Um, and I think we had a, a craft campaign, all of which like these brands would come back to me and say, we will not work with Danielle, which was like really shocking when she's arguably one of the largest creators with like 30 million followers. And why um, wouldn't they work with her? Is she difficult? Is she immature? I didn't know why. Unreliable? all the above, but I didn't know why. I think that they would just be like, oh, we're not interested in working with Danielle Cohn. And I'd be like, oh, she literally has 30 million followers. Why would you not want to? Um, and then as I got more like connected to the family, I think I learned really quickly why. Um, you know, Jen would always complain that Danny was making like $400 for a TikTok, which with 19 million followers, that's like insane. And I was like, Jen, number one, why are you letting her do this? Like, are you just have no desire to turn brand deals away. You know, let, let's think about your value and remember that. Um, all of which were like red flags. And then the more we began to work together, the quicker I realized that like, it, it didn't matter what it was. It was just about getting money, frankly. Um, so I don't know. It, it's rather interesting. What do you suppose, and you know this industry pretty well, what do you suppose Danielle Cohen has earned over her short lifetime? traditionally you would assume a substantial amount. Uh, she is literally one of the largest creators on TikTok and the social media space. She's been around for years. Someone of her stature should be set. They've been in it this long. They should be very financially 
independent by the time they reached 18. I'm sure, so like, as you know, 10 million, you paid, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million. What do you think? Well, over six figures. Um, I know she did a target campaign in her younger career. I was told she made 100K from. I was told, she, you know, I, I've seen some of the bigger deals she's done in her early career. I was also informed that she cannot work with Target ever again because of like all everything associated with her. But when she was young and fresh and, and had a clean image, if you will, she was getting six figure deals. Um, so you would assume that continues to happen. As Jen starts to tell me they're having money difficulties, I very quickly questioned how, because they should be they should be set. And frankly, I mean, sure, you know, in California, for example, companies can't just pay a random person when a, when a minor's involved. It goes to a trust account that, you know, is paid by that company. So I assume Danielle had this very large trust account set for her the day she turns 18. Then I started to notice, like, I was told they, they were buying Mikey, her boyfriend at the time, a house in Florida, which she told me they were paying 25K a month for. They bought all these jet skis. There was a new Range Rover in the car all of which just kind of like catapulted into a conversation that I ended up having with Danielle in which she was like, yeah, we, I don't know. I like looked at my account once there was 300 K in it. And then I looked next month and there was 10 K. So I don't know what happened. And that, that was like really concerning. I mean, she should have well over 300 K frankly saved And up. who had access to that account besides the mother, Jennifer? I don't know. Allegedly her, I think her uncle, Matt, which is Jen's brother, had um because i brought it up to him too and, and we spoke and he voiced a lot of the same concerns that i was having and i felt very out of place and like didn't know what to do ethically when i started to witness you know certain things and long story short i don't know who had a, who has access to it i don't know that danny knows who has access to it um and you know danny had asked me at some point which i talk about in my video i'm sure you saw she pulled me aside at the mall almost hysterical being like, listen, cause I was, I like confronted her and was like, uh, we need to have a real talk. I love you to death. I don't know what's going to happen when you turn 18 in a year and your money's gone. You should be set. Like what's going on? Um, simply out of like care and, and wanting to make sure that she was set. Cause she should be, she should be already retired basically. And she then informs me that if we're going to work together, I need to know her real age. That's when she tells me that she's 16, which I 16. later found that's what she told me, which I later found out to be a lie. Um, and she's, she's now 15 as we have the discussion. Correct? Yes. She, it is my belief that she is currently 15 to, to the best of my knowledge. I had like, I'm really good friends with the DA, uh, the juvenile DA in LA's daughter and they pulled up her birth certificate and was like, yep, she's 15. Um, and so she's been at this since she was 10, 11 years old. I, Yes. And I thought she's been at it since she was like 15. You know, no, no, no. I think she's literally been doing this since she was very, very young. And it makes sense when you look back at her videos. Um, you can see she looks young. And I don't know why I just like, oh, Jen would say, well, she got on birth control. So she looks different now, which I think might be intentional. That's maybe why she's covered in tattoos and piercings so that she appears to be older, which is almost like counterproductive. Today, most influencers want to be younger because the audience keeps getting younger. Um, but it's, it's like too far gone, I guess, in the lie. What does it say about Jennifer Archambeau, the mother of Daniel Cohn, that she was behind this exploitation, really, of her daughter, uh, putting her on social media, sexually suggestive, if not explicit, content, 
pictures, material, stories, uh, at least allowing her to be involved with men who are older. I think it, it speaks for itself. Like you, you saying that says all it needs to say. Um, I, like, perhaps I was raised differently, but I was very taken about enough to like, obviously say something and try to bring awareness to this. Um, and it was witnessed by multiple people. They've always been really like secretive and everyone that ever comes in their life then is immediately out. And I was always like, why is that? Like the only person that was ever recurrent was Jen and Mikey. And after speaking to Mikey, it's because Danielle said she would ruin him if he ever left. And he didn't, he was lied about her age in the beginning too. The same thing that that's arguably happening with Mason. Uh, so like, I think it literally, I don't know, this industry and entertainment in itself is an industry when people are young, it requires strong leadership and it requires guidance. Like, I also think it, it speaks to the kind of person. My mother is not going to like YouTube events with me and parties in LA. Like she literally has her own business. She's living her life. Jen would literally be like, what did Danny just say? And I'm like, Danny literally just told me not to tell you. Get, get a life kind of thing. Um, it's like she's living vicariously through her daughter all the time. She would be like, oh, I wish I could wear that. I wish my parents were as cool as me. So I could have done that. But like, meanwhile, Jen's complaining that she has to buy her brother marijuana or something. And I'm literally like, that is, that is Danny's money. Jen, you, Jen makes no money. Like would, she has no income. Would Daniel Cohn be the social influencer she is today without her mother's influence? I don't think she'd be the person all the time this is a little bit deeper, but like Danielle would be like, I'm in love with Mason, but it is very evident that this girl does not know love because love is not the way I feel. It's not selfish. It is the opposite of everything that she says. So it's, it's actually really sad. And it, 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 that's what kind of made me have a lot of concern because it just became like evident that Danielle is missing something from her life. And that when I had a conversation with, with like Danny said, go talk to my mom, get, get the emails from her. Um, it was a very emotional conversation in which all of all three of us were crying. Um, Danny was like, I wish you would have been there for me when I had an abortion. And instead I had to be the parent while you just worried about what people thought about you online. It's like a very strange dynamic that is lacking a strong parental figure. Um, and is like, it's literally concerning. Danielle is a beautiful soul who, who I do love. If she would have different parents, she would be a very different person. You bring up you bring up this abortion story, and, and this leads into this whole very disturbing sequence of events. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Michael, but there was a situation where Danielle and her boyfriend uh, claimed to have become pregnant. Danielle was pregnant uh, by the boyfriend. They took it as far as having a gender reveal party and then had to fess up and say, she was never pregnant. In the course of subsequent discussion, it's revealed that Danielle at an even earlier age got pregnant and had an abortion. Do I have that right? It, yes. Uh, it would appear to me that around the age of like 13, she had an abortion. Um, I, before like getting close with them, I thought maybe it was fabricated for views or for, for drama, you know. Um, but after getting close to them, that is not the case. And it is, there's a lot of trauma in that family from it. I know that Danny said Jen was the one who like leaked her abortion online or something, which caused a, a lot of resentment, I'm sure. And that all the time Jen would be like, you shouldn't have murdered my granddaughter. You'd be on 16. Like these very strange things to say when someone's going through something emotional like that. Um, but it, 
Danielle, actually, it wasn't with Mikey. It was this other boyfriend, I guess, she had at the time. Um, and then I just discovered that, like, she must have had an abortion at literally the age 13 and is very torn up about it every day. She, like, sleeps with the pregnancy picture. She'll post the pregnancy picture and be like, my angel in heaven is watching over me. You'd be two today. It's It's, like, very... I don't know. It, it appears she had an abortion at the age of 13 to me, which is probably traumatizing for youth development. The timeline we have is that she was 13 at the pregnancy hoax and 14 at the time of the abortion. Either way, it's very Insane. disturbing. Yeah. Very. It, is it common for brands like Bang Energy to partner with underage influencers like Danielle? No. And Jen all the time would complain to me that Bang dropped their contract from 8K a video to 400 a video. And I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, why are you still doing it? Which leads me to believe that there's some contract forcing them to, or there's no other source of income. I don't know. But like Danny has to promote Bang, but it has to be caffeine free because she's under 18. So it's a caffeine free drink. And like I said, I discovered that a lot of brands didn't want to work with her when Brands like Kraft would turn away someone with 30 million followers. That was like very alarming to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, what have I just walked into? I thought this was going to be something where I can help out. And clearly it is much deeper than that. Um, so like, I don't know. Each brand is different, but no, I, no. Tell me about this documentary you were shooting with or what did you find out? What did you capture in the documentary as far as you took it? And why did you cease shooting and, and, and back off the whole? You know, I debated about it uh, internally for a while. It was rather emotional um, because one half of me was like, do I share this for awareness or do I simply stop? I, I didn't really know what to do. I, I still sometimes am conflicted about it, but you know, after Jawline came out, I became rather passionate about storytelling in this industry and really showcasing beyond the screen because there is a whole world that mainstream media does not know. They're, they think their favorite influencer is X and they're really this, like a ton. So I just knew that there had to be something here, even if it was like faking a pregnancy host, that that like in itself speaks to the nature of social media. So, you know... I, Essentially, I was like, let's film it. Let's roll. You know, I had a, several offers come in after we won Sundance and, and sold to Hulu from Jawline about other supplemental projects I wanted to do. Um, and I was like, let's just roll. If we're going to be here, let's film. You know, obviously, Danny and Jen were super excited about it. I kind of was like, hey, let's film a doc series. Let's showcase your story. Obviously, all this controversy is out there. Let's, like, make a doc about it. Um, I filmed the trailer and got content enough to, like, put together a trailer um, and then I would like stop filming things simply because it felt strange to be filming them. Even give me an dog. example. Give me an example of something that alarmed you, Michael, that made you say, well, I can't put this in a documentary. I mean, it wasn't necessarily even that it was like, well, there were times of that. One example that comes to mind is, is uh, there's a scene of, of Jen screaming about her being sued for a hundred thousand dollars. Um, which is like interesting in itself. But then there are times that we were filming that Jen is like screaming at Dan. I would literally be like, turn the cameras off, screaming at her and would be like, if you don't do this or you don't post this, I'm taking your phone and I'm doing whatever. All of which like the, the power dynamic that I even had with, with 
very large streaming services who are interested in, in partnering is, is like, this girl is whatever age she says she is. And it is her house. Jen is literally her, you know, so like Jen has the guest room. Danny has the master bedroom. Jen buys Danny cars, but it's literally Danny can't even drive a car. So it's like a very weird power dynamic. Jen's like, I'm going to take your phone when Danny's literally paying for his phone service. Very weird. Um, so I don't know. It instantly started to feel uncomfortable to be filming because it just, it felt very fragile per se. Like you're seeing one second Danny's crying to, to me in a room about how she has never killed from her abortion and her mom wasn't there. And then the next scene, Jen's crying about how she's so misunderstood in media and how everyone hates her. And then another scene, they're screaming at each other. And then another scene you have Mikey Tua or an ex person who's over the age of 18 in a romantic relationship with even a 16 year old or a 17 year old still wasn't like great. It just felt very like, uh, uh, let's, let's just note this seems a little too risky of a territory to even be affiliated with in terms of that. What kind of a parent allows their child to live this life? Um, not a good one. I would argue it's like, I mean, it's you're one, talking to a guy who has two children in my business in television. And I'd love your perspective. In front of the camera, you know, uh, but it's different. They they went to college, they did all the stuff, and then they, they they got into the business. And I understand the social media. I'm on it. I don't understand it like, you know, Danielle Cohen does or some of the other, you know, popular social media stars. That's not what I do. But as a parent, you sort of shake your head and say, all right. Maybe you make a bunch of money. Maybe if you're lucky, you saved it. But it appears that some of these kids are heading for nothing but a sad ending on OnlyFans, which it's literally isn't so even going to be an option for them the way it's going. You know what I mean? It, 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 yeah, I, I like write about it in my book uh, that it is the most dystopian thing. And I don't know if you've seen the Social Dilemma on Netflix, but I sure, recommend I it. Have. It's a yeah. The director was the, the gentleman who handed us our award at Sundance for Jawline. It is something that like speaks to the nature of this industry. Um, it's there is something to be said about a parent who encourages or leads their children to follow their dreams in their own path and, and carve their place in the world. There is a different thing to be said about someone who not only enables or allows, but like encourages uh, this lifestyle that Danny's living. She literally has like an OnlyFans. It's not OnlyFans, but that's simply because they know that they would be put in jail for it. Like my mom and dad were very different people than perhaps it's literally the way I was raised, but you know, I had to be 18 before I got a tattoo. I had to like make my own money. Even when I started my business, I had to sell my card and like learn how to do things for myself. Never would I speak to my mother, even now, never would I speak to my mother the way Danny and Jen speak to each other. Um, even if I was like the breadwinner, my mother would still have the master bedroom. She's the matriarch of the family. Like the, it just not. Yeah. It's crazy. And is Danielle Cohen being exploited perhaps 100%. criminally by Jennifer Archambault, her mother? hundred percent. There is no doubt in my mind that Jennifer is in some way exploiting her daughter, uh, and borderline, I, I would argue abusing, um, even emotionally, not necessarily physically, although it, I've seen it get intense, um, but it, it's very, it's not healthy to be around. And all the time I would be forced to be in that house with them. I'd be forced in these situations that ultimately 
created what we're in now because I just like could, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't stand by. It's like the craziest thing ever. Now, you know, Michael, and I know that once Jennifer and Danielle see this, they're going to come after you because that's how this works on social media and, and in this world of influence. They're going to say that, you know, you didn't live up to your part of the bargain as manager. They separated from you. And look at Michael, you know, they'll bring up Tanakan and some other things and they'll not talk about the successes you've had. Which they've done. Uh, they're they're going to paint you. They're going to paint you as a fast-talking scam guy in the in, in the uh, digital world. Uh, they're not going to talk about all the things you've done that are good. What do you say back to them, and what does it say about this culture I, I that think has formed in 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 the new media world? Obviously, I have had a lengthy career in in a short period of time. Um, that has been like rather controversial and i i've come to learn the truth about this industry to say the least um there is very few honest real authentic people in this industry i've learned frankly i i do expect that they'll they'll come back on this video but um i like i know the truth and at the end of the day me knowing is is more important than what other people think you know i know the truth about tanacon or what any other situation um and that's the most important thing is, is me and myself and, and knowing what the truth is, um, they're going to deflect because that's what people do in those situations. Um, probably because Jen is terrified of what's really to come. My attorney has reached out to them several times and has reached out to Mason and like the situation with, with them has evolved. I have an ex employee of mine who's under contract, who's been like emailing us, take Mason's merch off the website when Mason's under contract, like all of these things are adding up to, some sort of legal situation, um, which I wanted to avoid. I literally was just like, pay me the money that you owe us. And then, you know, we can be civil, but instead, you know, it, it turns into this childish ego driven, whatever. And that's, that's the nature of this social media world. It's all ego vanity facade, all for like a like on Instagram or, you know, it, it's craziness. What is the relationship between Mason and Danielle? Well, according to Mason, it started off as a business relationship. Uh, and that's how I was introduced to it. I knew Danny liked him because she was the one who was like, invite him to catch. Of course, I have to pay for that. And if you've ever been to catch, you know, but it's, it's going to be $2,500 for four yeah, people. I was there it. with my uh, son two weeks ago. <laughs> Love it. But it's going to be $2,500 for four it's, people. It's a, it's a big ticket. Yeah. And I also was expected to call press and call paparazzi all to make her seem more whatever to Mason. Um, so she invites Mason to dinner via me. And then eventually she tells me, you should give him that Ford deal. I'm like, I'm not giving him a Ford deal simply because you like this kid. That's like weird and unethical. Um, but the relationship quickly turned into not business. Maybe Mason saw a meal ticket or something, you know, some bigger influencer who could grow him. And he would tell me that, they were going to go on tour together and that, you know, they're just friends. It very, very quickly changed when I was personally asked to go get plan B in Florida. I was like, Oh no, 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 nope. This is not a okay. plan being the abortion contraceptive. Process. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is not okay. Which I had already like kind of prepared myself because, you know, she was previously with Mikey Tua who is over 18 and 
I knew that they slept in the same room and I knew that she had previously had a pregnancy scare. I never had like any sort of evidence that anything sexual was happening outside of a personal whatever. But Danny would like come to me and be like, should I have sex with him tonight? I'm like, oh my God, girl, this is, why are you asking me this? I get we're friends, but like there's a certain line and you can't tell this girl no, because then it's, it's like a tantrum and she'll do the same thing that for lack of better example, Tana will do and go on the internet and bash you. So I don't know. It's very like her relationship with Mason is concerning to me because speaking to Mikey now, which I encourage you to do, he will literally say he was not allowed to leave or she threatened to literally say Mikey raped me, but he had no choice to leave. Like once he found out the, the age, it was, he's being coerced into a situation and Katie, Mikey's mom, who I've spoken to, is so upset. She blames Danny for the destruction of their family. She has all these medical issues that sh she blames Jen and Danny for. And I do know Jen hates Katie, so I don't know what beef or history there is in that relationship. But do you think, and I'm maybe asking you an unfair question, you're not a lawyer or a prosecutor, but do you think that Danielle is the victim of a crime committed by her mother, Jennifer? in terms of exploitation, child endangerment, or conspiracy to statutory rape? A hundred percent. But I will say this, Danielle is not as innocent as people think she is. It's not, if she yeah, but, didn't- but, but she's underage is the key. So she is underage. No matter, and she no matter what she said yes to, that's not legal consent. A hundred percent. And there is no parent in their right mind that should- allow it not much less encourage it and be like go get a piercing you should go you look so much prettier with it no not okay uh it, that's when i started to really discover and that was like the early stage and i'm like damn this girl is literally telling her daughter to go get piercings she is young my mom and dad would never let me do that you know just like little red flags that kind of piercings came up. seem to be the very least of it here. right absolutely and that's how i started to become aware of what really was happening um there is no doubt in my mind that the reason Jen has had all of these, she told me she had 30 CPS cases and that everyone hates her and just wants to take Danny. 30 CPS cases. And this that's, is by her own admission. That's what she said. Child to protective me. services. Yep. And that the reason they don't take her away is because she doesn't do anything wrong. I don't know. I have no way of like seeing that information. Um, but there is definitely a reason that there are 30 or there have been, and there needs to be, I wouldn't have agreed to do this if I didn't think there was a cause for concern. Um, it is on an emotional level concerning. I do care about Danny and I, I think she could be a superstar if she had proper like leadership and guidance and strong parents. Um, it's really actually sad. And it is very, I don't know. I talked to Mason about it before and he's just like, yeah, it's whatever. Um, he is knowingly committing a crime. Everyone. It's just like the most insane shit ever all just to get some followers on on social media for their sec i don't know it's crazy and how many other danielle cohen's are out there how many are you aware of there boy? is almost an epidemic of this like in the industry i had a call today with a client and it was very refreshing because her mother was on camera with her and like well what do you think why don't you make this you know coaching her and, and teaching her and leading her but it is something that i have seen throughout the years when I was young, like there are kids whose parents will let them go on tours when they're 15 years old and, and go on a tour bus with all these other kids across the country and have no active role in that. I was in school as 
most developing children probably should be. Um, but because like social media gives this an illusion of a promise of a future, parents encourage them for whatever reason. You can say what you, you want about parenting styles, but I mean, there's there's something to be said about this situation. And it, I mean, Pink tweeted yesterday or a couple of days ago and was like, you know, this exploitation has got to stop. I'm sure you've probably seen it in Hollywood throughout the oh, years. Yeah. It, it's, it's like always present um and like at what point do you as an agent as a business guy draw the line and say look i'm just not going to get involved with certain clients because of their age because of the potential for exploitation abuse and that is that's like now that, that's why all this has happened um you know throughout all of this controversy in my early career i learned a lot of valuable lessons that i am very grateful for and the old me ambition might've taken over and I might've been like, you know what? I can look the other way for a paycheck. Uh, now I frown upon the influencers, managers. I, I frown upon my employee who's like, I'll take you under my wing when he knowingly is aware of what's happening. And there's multiple people out there who are just like literally with Jen or Danny and I've seen it and other creators and influencers and young actors, all of Hollywood to just look the other way ethically we have a responsibility in my opinion uh, to do something to stand up, whether that's personally or, or else. And I could have chosen to just deny all of Danielle's allegations when this started, but like something needs to happen. It's, it's really sad. And I do care about Danny. I don't want to see her hurt. Um, I know that even now I know the day she turns 18, she is going to have a very, a, an epiphany of, of no other when she realizes she thought she had all this money and literally has nothing left because her mom's been spending it on her childhood. Um, and I think that probably happens a lot. And th the problem is like, there is no legislation in this industry for, for creators as a whole. It's something that like, I've been very passionate about, talk about in my book. We have no protections, no rights, no laws. When an influencer can go out and just say, this person raped me. And then hundreds of millions of people see it, believe that's the word of God. And there's no repercussions for that. That's a problem in itself. Like the advertising, social media has no legislation or protection for creators. You know, what option does Danny have besides losing her mom and her house if she calls CPS? There's like no easy answer, I guess. And what do you think about social media platforms like YouTube? At some level, are they complicit? TikTok, YouTube? I mean, to a certain degree, I would argue yes. Um, TikTok, 100%. Uh, it is a platform that I think should be probably illegal. Uh, it is, for one, they don't support their creators and they have, uh, they just censor everything. Literally, they banned at Ford Bronco. They banned Ford Bronco, an account that I ran for, for Ford. Um, they banned their biggest creators, yet they will allow people like Danielle to post half-naked videos on their platform that that is it in it at least it not necessarily well, encouraging youtube, but youtube does the same thing i mean they'll they'll uh refuse monetization on a predator investigation that shows people how to protect their children yet you know onision can abuse shiloh in very graphic detail and that's fine people would argue that's capitalism but at some point capitalism and and morals maybe not go hand in hand you know like where do we draw the line as a society when you're going to look up in 20 years and it, it's like going to be very, very dystopian when everyone's self-worth is 
predicated by how many likes they get on Instagram. We have to do better as a society. We, we the people need to hold these platforms accountable or they never will change. Um, and that's like, we have to do it now because it, it, it is a very bad pattern that's moving very, very fast. As we wrap up, Michael, with you, what do you say to Danielle and Jennifer? Come on. That's a great question. Um, I would like to say reach out to my attorney so we can resolve this. Um, I encourage you, Danielle, to think for yourself and to seek truth. Jen, I encourage you to perhaps get some perspective and um, pray. You know, I, I think a lot of self-reflection would do them well. Michael Wiest from Nashville. Thank you very much for having a seat with me. I appreciate your insights. Let's stay in touch. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Speak soon.